0: 800-949-8707.
1: 800-949-8707. Get ready to grip it and rip it.
2: All right, let's move on. We got golfers. Break.
1: Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is t to green the golf show. Talking golf 52 weeks a year
3: and loving it. It is America's longest-running network radio golf show, Tee to Green coming your way from the five-star Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado, the home of the 2018 U.S. Senior Open. It begins next week. Here at the Broadmoor, the best over 50 golfers in the world will be here for the second time. The last time they were here was 10 years ago, and they return here in 2018. Jay Ritchie, along with Jerry Butenhoff, and we're talking golf today. The Senior Open next week, the U.S. Open going on this week, and they are having quite a time of it out on Long Island in Southampton at Shinnecock Hills. There are no winners, only survivors through the first three rounds, and we will talk about it with Dave Shedlowski today. He's been watching the carnage up close and personal all week long, covering the event for Golf Week and various other publications that he has worked for. And Dave Shedlowski joins us today here on Tita to Green to talk about the 2018 U.S. Open. Then later in the hour, the American Society of Golf Course Architects has a brand new president Jeffrey Bloom was elected president of that robust organization last month. He will serve for 12 months. He spent part of the week this week in uh, Southampton at Shinnecock Hills at the U.S. Open. So we'll get his perspective of the tournament and of the golf course from his perspective as the president of the American uh, American Society of Golf Course Architects sun is coming up I'm on the tee at seven I'm here to try my luck They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot, though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots, oh lord What am I gonna keep my head down save me from those double bogey blues it's the show by golfers for golfers tee to green be sure to check out our website teetogreenradio.com to green and while there like us on facebook also jay ritchie jerry bootenoff teeing it up from the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado, headed your way with another edition of Tea to Green.
4: If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491.
2: That's 855-325-1780.
3: Destination listening for dedicated golfers. You found it. It's Tee to Green. It's the Golf Show. Jay Ritchie. Jerry Butenhoff talking golf from the fabulous five star Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado, where they're getting ready for the U.S. Senior Open. They've put some of the bleachers up. They started on that this past week, and some of the tents will be going up soon. It won't be long before the Senior Open comes here to the Broadmoor for the second time. Scott Cuddy in Master Control with us today, and we've uh, got a good show for you later in the hour. Jeff Bloom, the new president of the American Society of Golf Course Architects will be here. He's been uh, spending part of his week at Shinnecock Hills at the U.S. Open. We'll get some thoughts from him on that as well as uh, what his agenda for the Golf Course Architects Society is going to look like for the next 12 months. And then uh, in the next segment, Dave Shedlowski will be here. Shed has been with us a number of times, Golf Week, Golf World, Golf Digest. He's one of the most respective go- respected golf journalists in the world. And he'll be joining us from Shinnecock Hills in the U.S. Open where the, the scores are high and the fur is flying. The golfer's not happy with the course. And uh, it, it's just a typical U.S. Open. <laughs>
6: so, Jay, um, I, I know you're not a huge racing fan. Yeah. But, I mean, you've watched Indy and...
3: Oh, I, I like Indy like and that Indian, sort of Formula yeah. One, yeah. Okay,
6: so so you do realize that a lot of race fans go to see the wrecks.
3: Uh-huh, the crashes.
6: So, so if you were a race fan, you enjoyed the U.S. <laughs> Open yesterday. <laughs> There's been a lot of wrecks.
3: There, there <laughs> that's, that's a good analogy.
6: <laughs> there, there was wreckage all <laughs> over the place yesterday. <laughs>
3: a lot of guys crashed and burned.
6: Yeah, and, um, you know... I, yeah, uh, you know the the conditions turned a couple of the pin placements into, you know, where they just weren't playable, uh, you know, for most of the latter half of the day. But, um, you know, it is supposed to be a tough test. Now you don't want, like uh, Mike Davis said, late day in the day to embarrass the players. But, um, you know, these guys are so pampered all the time that every time they they get somewhere where things just aren't perfect for them, then, you know, they start whining. And, yeah, it is the U.S. Open. It's supposed to be, you know, conditions, you know, as good as possible. But sometimes it happens.
3: Yeah, and, well, 14 years ago, the last time they were at Shinnecock, uh, this time it's like deja vu all over again.
6: Yeah, this isn't nearly as bad as as it got that year and everything. But, um, you know, it it is what it is. Um, So eight eight over made the cut. If you're eight over now going into today, you're only five shots back, and you're right there. (laughs) Yeah.
3: I think the winner's definitely going to be over par. I don't see. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
6: Um, You know, it's kind of looking that way. I mean, you had two guys, Daniel Berger and Tony Finau, that made the cut by a st- with a stroke to spare. Wow! And they're in the final group today yeah, because they, they shy, little- shot sixty six yesterday morning. They were done before the last group even teed off, and they didn't have to deal with the wind and the scorch conditions in the afternoon. So,
3: and you've got regardless
6: of-, of what those two guys do today, they've 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 gained a paycheck. Oh yeah, a, big <laughs> a much one. bigger one. Much bigger, just one. by what they did accomplish yeah. yesterday. And
3: Dustin Johnson, who'd been, who looked like he was going to kind of maybe cruise his way to his second Open Championship, he just allowed everybody back in yesterday when he shot a seventy-seven.
6: Yeah, um, and and I was going to say, when if ever do you shoot seventy-seven on Saturday? And you're still tied for the lead
3: <laughs>
6: going yeah, into the yeah, last this, day. This this, this is <laughs> so,
3: just throwing out all the norms in the open The
6: last five groups, so that's 10 players, were 67 over yesterday.
3: These are the best these players these in the, the world, players. right? <laughs> Am I missing something?
6: These are the best players in the world. <laughs> but you know what? It, it harkens back to the day um, days when... Uh, um, you know, five, six, seven over has been the winning score at the U.S. Open. I think Kale Irwin, one of the years he won it was six or seven over. Um, you know, so it's happened before. Um, you know, the lowest winning score at Shin I think, is four or five under. I
3: think three, four under, yeah. The three, yeah.
6: Time, the three yeah. times it's been there. Yeah. So.
3: And you got Brooks Kepka, the defending champion in the hunt. Last year he won at Aaron Hills. He was 16 under par. Yeah. Last year.
6: Yeah. I think he was 12 under through three Yeah, and yesterday. now he's
3: tied for the lead yeah, at, at three what? Over, yeah. three over, yeah. Plus three? Yeah.
6: Three of the last five winners are in the top uh, six. Uh, Kepka, Johnson, Rose and there. Justin Rose, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah.
6: They've all won in the last five yeah. years.
3: Well, you, you asked and me. And then one. Henrik
6: Stenson, who's always solid. He's all yeah. And then, you know, Berger and Finau, we'll see what they do, you know, bringing up the rear of the pack here today.
3: When you asked me last week who I thought, and I mentioned, I think I thought Kepka had a good chance of defending. That didn't look too good until yesterday. No, he's, yeah. he's got a shot. I th- I like Justin Rose, too. I've always well, he, liked Justin Kepka Rose. Kepka
6: dominated the course. He was only two over yesterday. <laughs> yeah. so. He just tore it
3: up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, the, the, the players are raising holy hell about the course, and we'll get some thoughts on that from our two guests today, Dave Sedlowski, who will join us from Shinnecock Hills in our next segment. And then our last segment Jeff Bloom the new president of the American Society of Golf Course Architects so he's an expert on golf courses and we'll get his thoughts on that as well on the show today as we are live at the Broadmoor Resort the senior open's going to be here in a cup it starts uh, actually uh, not this coming week on Monday but a week from tomorrow with practice rounds and then of course the tournament itself runs Thursday through Sunday, it'll wrap up on July 1st. Got a note here from our friends at Divot Magazine about Colorado's premier golf discount program now in its 19th year. We're talking about the 2018 Green Saver, the golf discount book, or the Green Saver Mobile. Both let you play more and save more for just $49. How do you save? Well, with free green fees, two-for-one green fees, half-off green fees, Free cart rentals, plus discounts on retail, lodging, lessons, food, beverage, much, much more. 89 total courses, $75 off one golf lesson at any Golf Tech location, plus a free Club Analysis at Lenny's Golf in Denver. It adds up to about $11,000 of total Colorado golf savings. Yours for just $49. Bucks. If you already got the book, double your offers. Get the Greensaver Mobile for just $30. This is a mobile-friendly website. It's not an app with Greensaver Mobile. Never have to worry about losing or damaging your book. And you can keep up with new courses and offers that come along during the season. Get more information. Call 303- Seven nine seven eighty seven hundred, or check it out online at greensavergolf.com.
6: Someday, if I've really got a lot of time on my hands, I might look into there. I mean, $11,000, that's the total value. That's if of you the used saving. every coupon. So if you yeah. go to each course once of the ones that are in there, that's yeah. that, that would be interesting to that find out be. how much you're saving yeah. on that.
3: you got 80, probably 80 over 80 courses. Yeah,
6: so you want to figure at least a minimum of... Probably an average of twenty bucks or more for each location, so that would add up to a couple grand.
3: Yeah, yeah and, so. and that includes courses in uh, New Mexico, in and
6: Utah, Utah,
3: and, and there's Nebraska. one in
6: Nebraska now too. Yeah, yeah so. so
3: it's not just Colorado. To make
6: a road trip, yes.
3: Good excuse to play and experience some of the best golf Colorado has to offer. With the I believe, 2018 greensaver
6: uh, believe Redlands Mesa is in there yeah, where, where yeah. we uh, talked with Christian Cecil last week yeah. about that so um, yeah a lot of good a uh, lot of good value to be had in that deal every year
3: so of the leaderboard at the US Open you got one guy that maybe you're gonna keep a particular watch on today
6: um you know what I didn't write all the names down but um, Let's see, there's a couple people that are at actually six or seven over that certainly are still there, too. So, um, I don't know. It depends on who is more mentally prepared to accept what they get today.
3: Mm -hmm. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, And, of course, Phil... Made it interesting yesterday (laughs) as well. And a lot of people are just all over his case. But uh, you know what? I'll give him a pass.
6: Well, his explanation was a little sketchy as far as uh, what he he was trying to do. Struck
3: his putt while it was still rolling.
6: A la John Daly.
3: Yeah, took a two-stroke penalty for that. And but I he's think he being
6: was, treated differently than John Daly was yeah. 12 years ago, so I'm, or 14 years ago, so I'm not sure if that's right.
3: I think he's, he was just basically saying, if you're going to turn the course into a joke, we'll have a laugh about it. And I think maybe that will get the USGA's attention more than just other guys who just finish who just finish around and go to the media and complain.
2: It has been said that everyone has a book in them.
8: There's only one other acceptable theory about how to hit a golf
5: ball. Oh, boy. Well, I'm afraid to ask. Well, what is it? What's the other theory?
9: Grip it and rip it.
1: (laughs) T to Green takes you to the driving range with our tip of the week. The U.S. Senior Open Championship returns to Colorado Springs during the Broadmoor Centennial Celebration. Don't miss your chance to see Tom Watson, Fred Couples, Davis Love III, Kenny Perry, Bernhard Langer, and John Daly as they compete for the most sought-after title in the senior game. Ticket prices start at just $20. Get yours today at 2018USSeniorOpen.com.
8: My name is Mark Kelbel. I'm the head golf professional at the Broadmoor. And today I want to talk to you about ball position. We're going to start off with hybrids and where you play that. Of course, it depends on the lie. The worse the lie, the more in the middle you have it played. If you have a really tight lie, I would play it more in the middle. It's hard to catch the ball well-timed on the upswing from a tight lie. I would never play a hybrid back. I would always play it middle to forward. Knee bend is crucial with a hybrid. Also, the further you play the ball forward, remember, you're going to have a tendency to hit that ball further left. If there's trouble left, move it back in your stance a little bit. Anytime you're having trouble with tops, move the ball back in your stance a little bit. More towards the middle. That will certainly help you.
3: For more on how to hit it longer and straighter, check out t greenradiocom or visit your local PGA professional. We are your top source for golf news and entertainment on the radio, online, and on your smartphone. It's T. Green, Jay Ritchie, Jerry Butinoff, Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado, where they're getting ready for the 2018 edition of the U.S. Senior Open. The 2018 U.S. Open going on this week. Shinnecock Hills, Southampton out there on the end of Long Island. And joining us right now from the scene... One of the best and most respected golf journalists anywhere, and we're happy to have with us again here on TD Green, Dave Shedlowski. Shed, how you doing today?
9: Hey, we're great. The weather is great here, and uh, the golf course is in good condition, and we're looking forward to a, a pretty <laughs> interesting day. can't top yesterday, but it'll be interesting nonetheless.
3: I know every time I turned on the golf channel from well, the time I got home last night, instead of... Highlights of golf—they were showing guys with great big old hoses watering everything. Crazy.
9: <laughs> well, they were doing that last night and this morning. Is it going to help? Well, it's definitely helping so far. Uh, Hideki is three under through four. Phil is three under through nine. Uh, Ricky Fowler's three under, but maybe to go four under through nine. So there's some good. There's still some over par scores. In fact, some guys are still struggling, but some good scores too.
6: Dave uh, I said earlier here uh, when we opened the show that uh, if you're a, a race car fan you enjoyed the US open yesterday because there was wrecks everywhere um, most of it seemed and Mike Davis said this at the end of the day that the, as the wind and everything dried out you know they lost a couple of pin placements because you just could not stop the ball above the uh, once it got below the hole but other than that, it was. I don't know that it was that much different than a lot of other U.S. Opens.
9: No, it probably wasn't, um, uh, I would say, significantly. But we are talking about being at Shinnecock Hills, where in 2004, in the third round, and then especially in the fourth round, uh, the setup was so severe. Uh, you know, they averaged 78.7 in that final round in 2004. And um, I mean, it was just, that was a brutal day. Nobody broke par. Uh, yesterday, uh, the the big issue was this, uh, you had a couple of guys, uh, some of the co-leaders, Daniel Berger and Tony Finau, who went out early and shot four under par. The golf course changed so significantly that it was essentially two different golf courses. And in that sense, yes, a golf course is going to change throughout a day, but not to this extent. Ricky Fowler said it best. Um, I should have shot five over. All of the work that I did for thirty-six, the first thirty-six holes, was nullified. So are
3: the are the players pointing the finger at the USGA, saying after two thousand four they should have known better, or what? What exactly is their main complaint?
9: They're definitely pointing the finger at the USGA, and then, and the main complaint is is that the USGA. After 2004, promised this wouldn't happen again. They've been promising that for years. They promised it a, a month ago during media day that it was a you know, situation of not enough water on the greens, and that you know that they were aware that you know that was something that they you know just they blew it in 2004, and then they turned around and did it again. That is the player perspective I'm giving you, and um, uh, you know their complaints have some validity to them.
3: What, in the on the USGA's behalf, what is there? Are, do they have a defense? Do they have? Are they have a leg to stand on?
9: Well, I'd like to think that they do because, as I said, a golf course changes throughout a day. It's always going to change throughout a day, and um, you know the wind kicked up. And you know, and look, you can't predict weather. You can't predict weather from day to day, and hour to hour, things happen. And the, the wind was a lot stronger than they had initially forecast. Uh, But even they, uh, Mike Davis and and John Bodenheimer, came in here and said uh, the golf course was too severe. They pretty much owned up to it, so they didn't really have a defense, no.
3: Last year, Brooks Kepka won at Aaron Hills. He was 16 under par, which probably Mm. didn't sit too well with the USGA. Do you think maybe this is a little bit of an overreaction to last year's score?
9: Yeah, that's a great question, and I had asked Mike Davis about that prior to the championship uh, in a conversation we had about really being, you know, in a tough position when you have that 16 underscore that you mentioned from last year, and on the other side, not wanting to be too severe because of what happened in 2004, so they were really kind of stuck. I don't really think it's a reaction. Look, Aaron Hills and Shinnecock Hills are not the same kinds of golf courses, yeah. Um Aaron Hills is much more forgiving off the tee, obviously not only in setup, but just in general. Uh, this is a much more rolling layout. And then the greens here are much harder, much more slope to them. I mean, you, you're you seeing putts from three, four, five feet that break a foot, maybe more. And, um, I, I mean, that's a, you know, we always talk about wind being a great defense. Uh, so are uh, green slopes, especially ones like these.
6: Dave, did uh, Mike or John say anything yesterday uh, then about because of what happened yesterday, did they rethink or were they uh, uh, considering rethinking some of the pin placements that they will use today then?
9: They did. They also adjusted those in a couple of spots. I'm not exactly sure where, but there was a statement uh, this morning that in addition to putting a little more water on the greens even before the first tee time, that they did adjust three or four uh, pin positions, thinking that they're, they're looking at the same kind of forecast and perhaps protecting against it being worse like it was yesterday.
3: With us from Shinnecock Hills and the 2018 U.S. Open today on Tee to Green is Dave Shedlowski. Uh, Dave, uh, Phil Mickelson, what's your take on that <laughs> <whole> situation? <laughs>
9: Well, I mean, the, for my first take was shock. I was like everybody else. It's like, what am I seeing? Like a practice round. I mean, we're see, we're watching this. They didn't have it live, and they they show it on tape. And you're thinking that there goes Phil, kind of trotting down the hill after the ball, and you think that he's going to get to a spot where he thinks it's going to stop, and then he's going to mark it real quick before it gets you know farther away. Perhaps you know, perhaps it would stop for a second or two, and then it might you know go farther and maybe he can catch that in the intermittent you never in your wildest dreams <laughs> could think that he is going to hit the ball while it's moving and, um, and look he you know he uh, he texted me last night and he said it wasn't his finest hour um, he you know he, he gave an explanation that said he was basically trying to speed up play and this was his way of doing it and, um, you know, he, I, he, he's much more contrite than he, than he let out on TV yesterday. He, he does feel badly about it. And, um, uh, you know, I think that he realizes that even if he was trying to help along the speed of play by doing this, that this was definitely doesn't send a really good message. Yeah,
6: he almost made it. What, the, what would the <laughs> fans have done if, he'd, if that had gone in?
9: Well, I mean, the place had been bedlam, I'm telling you. There was one guy, actually, who wrote to me this morning on Twitter saying if he did it again today, he was going to, you know, he was going to cheer him and, you know, he was going to be his all-time favorite. But, no, Phil's not going to do it again. I mean, let's face it. Um, And, uh, I mean, it's not the first time we've seen a player out of frustration do something like this. Kirk Triplett did it in 1998 at Olympic Club when the 18th green got, you know, pretty ridiculous. Uh, John Daly in 1999 on the 11th green at Pinehurst did it. But those guys stopped the ball, which in essence is actually a, a little bit worse because um, you are in essence just, you know, you're not just, you know, changing the course that still did and actually trying to execute a shot. You're you're dictating where the ball is going to end up. And um, you can make an argument, still dictated where yeah, the ball is going to end up, but he still hits the shot. He still tried to make a stroke. And so it's only two shots, and those guys, while they did face disqualification, they did face disqualification. They weren't disqualified. All
3: right, Shed, we got about thirty seconds. Got a winner for today?
9: Oh, I'm sticking with Dustin Johnson. I think after he shot that 69 first round, but he nine greens of regulation. That was pretty stout, and I think that 77's out of the way. I think you know, forget about it and play great today.
3: All right. Dave Shedlowski at the U.S. Open. Thanks for joining us, Shed, and we'll talk to you later. Good job. Have fun today. Well, thanks very much
9: for having me on, and happy Father's Day, guys.
3: Happy Father's Day to everybody. Dave Shedlowski with us from Shinnecock Hills. Jeffrey Bloom, new president, ASGCA, standing by. He's next on TD Green.
0: and you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get
2: started. Call the CPAP hotline now. 800-430-4234. 800-430-4234. That's 800-430-4234. co and deductible supply. Supplies are replaced in accordance with Medicare guidelines.
4: Tap it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy.
1: Tap, tap, tap a Time to work on your short game. Tee to green helps you get it up and down. The U.S. Senior Open Championship returns to Colorado Springs during the Broadmoor Centennial Celebration. Don't miss your chance to see Tom Watson, Fred Couples, Davis Love III, Kenny Perry, Bernhard Langer, and John Daly as they compete for the most sought-after title in the senior game. Ticket prices start at just $20. Get yours today at 2018USSeniorOpen.com.
8: My name is Mark Kelbel. I'm the head golf professional at the Broadmoor. And today I want to talk to you about weather conditions and how you maximize your scoring ability on days that aren't so great. Here we get wind. Wind can affect a ball that is struck harder more than a ball that it doesn't have quite the clubhead speed because the faster you swing, the more spin is imparted on the ball, and that makes the ball rise. Some people think they've got to swing harder into the wind. In fact, a nice, easy swing, the wind will have less effect on it. Also remember, too, as the weather grows a little colder, a bump and run shot, might come in very, very handy because the green gets hard. So try to develop that with your local pro. Learn some of the basics about what it takes as far as playing the ball back, leaning forward with your hand position, covering your left knee, keeping your weight over your left side if you're a right-handed golfer in order to hit effective bump-and-run shots.
3: For more on how to get the ball up and down, visit t2greenradio.com or visit your local PGA professional. Golfers listen because we speak their language every Sunday here on Tita Green, the golf show. Jay Ritchie, Jerry Butenhoff coming away from the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Tita Green presented in part by Smash Factor Golf Apparel based in Monument, Colorado. Smash Factor Golf specializes in golf polos and golf hats. To check out their full line, and to get more info, go to smashfactorgolf.com. With performance polos for under $30 and headwear for just $15.99, you can put more Smash Factor into your game with Smash Factor Golf Apparel, the official golf apparel company of TD Green. Check it out at smashfactorgolf.com. Well, this is an off week for the Champions Tour, the Tour Champions, And I've got a feeling a lot of those guys are going to take advantage of that, Jerry, by coming out here to the Broadmoor and getting some work in before the senior open. Yeah,
6: I think they probably have. And then their tournament next week is in Madison, Wisconsin also. So that's a pretty easy trip uh, to get uh, here uh, the next day, uh, a week from tomorrow, to uh, start practicing. Um, The women uh, will be moving on to Arkansas next week, and then the regular tour goes to... Hartford,
3: after the, after the U.S. Open. Shinnecock Hills and the U.S. Open. We're trying to find Jeffrey Bloom, the new president of the American Society of Golf Course Architects. He spent part of the week at Shinnecock Hills at the U.S. Open and is back home now. And we were hoping to get him on to talk to him a little bit about the U.S. Open and uh, to also talk to him about what he sees as some of the priorities agenda-wise for the American Society of Golf Course Architects, over the next twelve months, they every every May they elect a new president, and you only get a twelve month term, so it's not a lot of time if you got some ideas to kind of enact what you want to do.
2: There's a couple of political
6: jokes we could throw in there about <laughs> yeah, a twelve. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave that for another day. Yeah, yeah we'll but um, <laughs> you know, most of the guys that uh, get elected have uh, all, you know previously served on their committees and stuff yeah, like that. Been, so they um, kind of know yeah. what's going on and and interesting. Um uh, you know, one of the things that if people were watching yesterday, you know, the way some of those putts when they were trickling um away from holes or something like that, you know, they're making like six, seven little turns in there. And um they've got Poana Greens there are parked greens And I just have never liked Po, on, on a golf course um you know most of the time you can't stop it because it just starts growing and then you know you can't get rid of it but um you know they're, they're just difficult any greens at any location that has poana in it that it grows at a different rate than other grasses that was part of the problem at chambers bay when the poana was growing longer and some of the putts weren't getting through the holes because they were hitting that poana and slowing mm-hmm. it down yesterday uh because of the poanna you know every slow putt um you know was just you know waffling its way down those slopes and uh you know it's it's just never the right grass to have on a golf course especially on green
3: aren't they trying to kind of mitigate that now by mixing poanna with, uh, with well,
6: well yeah. yeah i mean very rarely do you get you know in entirely Poana greens i think maybe Riviera yeah. in los angeles is the only tour stop that has that but but there but there's the problem is that when you do mix grasses they grow at different rates exactly and so um you know growing up in the midwest i mean every course up in the upper midwest is bent grass greens and you know it's the best Grass you can have, I think, uh, on golf courses, especially on the greens, and everything was like that growing up. And and, and uh, you know, I never had, uh, you know, never had to worry about that late in the day when I was playing as a youngster.
3: Yeah, Scott, so. keep trying, Jeff. We'll see if we can get him. In the meantime, uh, the U.S. Open first day and and the second day pretty costly. Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth tiger woods some of the guys who ended up missing the cut uh still can't believe people think Tiger's going to come out and just blow everybody away like he did 15 20 years ago at the open
6: you know a, a friend of mine called me yesterday and 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 talked about that a little bit and and you know so he had a couple good results back to back back in when was it february or something like that um and then everybody got all jazzed and thought that he was just going to be a contender at the masters just because, Hmm. and it's, it's not going to work that way. Um, uh, he right now is having a difficult time putting all three of his games together on the same day, meaning off the tee, approach shots, irons, whatever, however you want to phrase yeah. that, and then you're putting. Mm-hmm. Basically, there's three parts of the golf game. And you have to be good in all three of them to win at the professional level yeah. that particular week, or at least, let's say, at the minimum, two or two and a half days of that particular week. Maybe you can falter a little bit. But um, – and then yesterday, I, I don't know, you know, the, the, the score – The average score the first two days was five and a half over or better than that. Anyway, I I, am guessing it was a little bit higher yesterday, but, you know, that's kind of tainted because you got the guys that are making the cut, you know, surviving and everything. But I mean, what did uh, Ricky shoot? 81 was it yesterday or worse than that? Phil shot 81. Yeah. Yeah. would have broke eighty if not for,
3: the, if, not for the, if not for the penalty on
6: thirteen. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, two shot penalty for hitting the moving putt. Um, you you know one of the other things that the course set up along with the weather conditions being mostly wind on Thursday did for this event was it cost. The USGA, a lot of their marquee names, a lot of their marquee players, guys like Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlroy and some other big names that had such bad rounds on Thursday, they couldn't make the cut. They couldn't survive on Friday.
6: Well, yeah, but, you know, is is that, you know, you're going to see that in every major championship. To some extent. You're going to see that in every major championship. You know, that's why, you know, guys like, you know, Trevor Ivelman or, you know, pick one out that you – it wouldn't have come up on people's radar ever winning a major, for example. You know, um, not all of the top 20 guys are going to make the cut every time. And the interesting thing about, you know, the, the wind factor yesterday is I don't know that it looked on television like it was blowing any harder than it was part of the day on Thursday. So... I mean, if they were expecting 12-mile-an-hour winds and they got, you know, 20-plus, gusting to 28 or whatever, how much, did that make that much of a difference?
3: I don't, I don't you know,
6: know. Yeah. You know, the strength of the wind and maybe how long it blew. But, I mean, it's eastern end of Long Island. You know, the USGA has been out there and the local, you know, they know it's going to be windy mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. So.
3: Well, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we when we had uh, uh, Matt Cahill from Shinnecock, we asked him about that being right on right on the water, right on the ocean yeah. there, and uh, and he talked about the the fact that and and it changes dramatically, you know, from from hour during to the, hour during the, during the course, course of, the course day, of yeah. play. Sure. Yeah. And
6: you've got trees surrounding the golf course, but none really to speak of. On the, golf
3: on the course. course. On the course so, itself.
6: Um that's gonna you know, there's nothing to block it. Yeah. You know, certainly. You know all you know, all the greens are very open and exposed and you know, they're gonna get sunbaked on a on an eighty degree summer day.
3: Yeah. Can we say after this event that there's a good chance Phil Mickelson's never gonna win a US Open <laughs> <laughs> And can we also say there's a good chance Tiger Woods will never win another major championship?
6: Oh, I've said that for years. Yeah. I think Phil Mickelson has a better chance of winning another major by far than Woods Th- does. Than Tiger, yeah. Regardless of which one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um,
3: Just may not be an open. The that US may open. not. Yeah. Yeah.
6: yeah. But, um, you know, next, next year it's, it's at Pebble. You know, Phil's played that course pretty well, you know, in the, AT and number of times and everything. So, um, you know, if he's going to win an open next year's his
3: yeah, his that, shot. Yeah, that window's closing for Phil. Sure. Tiger still got, uh, I think, uh, uh, age-wise, an advantage there. But his his game is okay, but okay is not going to win a major championship. He can play a a a good course against a good field and have a pretty good finish. But you get to a major against the best players in the world when they're all primed for that major and trying to be at the top of their game, and you're playing on a world-class course under who knows what kind of conditions. He's just not there yet, yeah. and I don't know if he'll ever get back there.
6: Woods's best shot might be at Pebble next year, too. Good point. Since he won there... Um... 2000? Yeah, it was that 18 years ago already.
3: Yeah.
6: Um, you know, which uh, I remember Sunday of that year might have been the worst golf I've ever watched. Because, okay, so he ends up winning by 15. But everybody else, I mean, he was going to win anyway. Mm-hmm. But it should have only been by like nine. Yeah. Because everybody else was so bad that day. Um, it, it was just... Uh, It was like yesterday. It was wreckage. (laughs) Wreckage all over the golf course. I'm watching
3: Tiger the first two days, and he's paired with Dustin Johnson, who just may be the best player in the world right now. And Tiger, the best player in the world 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, might have been paired with uh, Dustin Johnson then saying, I can whip this guy. But he had to be the the first two days of the Open this year. Playing thinking and looking at De- Dustin Johnson thinking, wow, this guy's good. How am I going to beat him?
6: Well, and you remember when, when Woods was in his prime, he was the guy blowing the ball by, by everybody in the yeah. off the tee? Yeah. It's kind of the opposite nowadays. Yes. Everybody else is hitting it further than
3: he is. All right. A couple of events going on. The U.S. Open, of course, and the ladies got a big tournament going on as well. One that's been around the LPGA Tour for a number of years. Jerry's going to check it out for us. Go on tour when we come back. We're at the Broadmoor. It's a Sunday. Happy Father's Day, everybody. It's Tita Green. We'll be right back.
0: Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063 800-957-6063 If you are age 85 or younger,
2: It's the fastest hour in radio
3: and the quickest hour in golf, and it's not done yet. On a U.S. Open Championship Sunday, Jerry's here to take us on tour.
6: Jay, you know how sometimes I've brought up the fact that most things in life are timing Mm -hmm. or lack of timing? Yeah. Timing yesterday for Daniel Berger and Tony Finau got to play in the morning and each threw a 66 up there. They went from tied for 45th to being in the final pairing with each other today. (laughs)
3: That's crazy.
6: They, those two, along with Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka are the foursome that is at plus three leading the U.S. Open. Justin Rose is one shot back. Henrik Stenson is two back at plus five. Then there's three players at six over, six at plus seven, and seven at plus eight. That's 22 players. That's where your winner is going to come from. If you're eight over, you got to think that you can If you're eight over and you're the guy that throws up that 66 today, Mm -hmm. could be right there. So interesting uh, coverage going on already on Fox. It's nine hours plus more if there's a playoff. Um, Start watching at 3 Eastern. That's when things will really get good. Uh, The women are in Grand Rapids, Michigan for the Meyer Classic. Now, if you take the scores from most of the leaders yesterday in the U.S. Open and subtract 10, <laughs> that's <laughs> what the women were shooting yesterday. Anna Nordquist and Leanne Pace are tied at minus 18. They both shot 64 yesterday. That's eight under. Nothing like that going on at Shinnecock. Uh, Soyan Yu is 16 under, and Angela Stanford and Caroline Masson are at minus 15. So five different flags up among the five leaders in the women's yeah. tour there.
3: If there is a playoff, the U.S. Open today, it'll be the two holes. Two
6: holes aggregate. Um, aggregate. I don't. I hadn't heard which two. In their in their case, I think they'll probably do 17 and 18, but I hadn't heard exactly. So I'm sure. I'm sure they will point that out to us as uh, the coverage goes on today.
3: I like either Justin Rose or Brooks Kepka to defend. Okay. My my picks today. Kiss of death. Hey, thanks to Dave Shedlowski for joining us. We'll try to reschedule Jeffrey Bloom for another try. And everybody, have a great Father's Day. Thanks for joining us today. Scott, have a great vacation. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. For Jerry, I'm Jay. Till next time, hit him long, hit him straight.